Hello, patrons, and welcome to episode 16 of Minis and Movies. I am, of course, John Spencer from More Than Dice. I am your host. Uh, I do appreciate you all continuing to support the main podcast. Helps us keep that going. Helps us do little stuff like this to uh, give you guys some extra value. Because uh, I do enjoy talking about minis-related things and movies. I love talking about movies, or I wouldn't do it extra times for you guys. Uh, sorry a little behind, ran behind, because craziness. Just got a new job, and uh, schedule's been kind of weird. So, getting that sorted out, but here's another episode for you guys to enjoy. Uh, I'm going to do this one in a different order because my minis topic is going to be a bit ranty. I don't want to assault anyone, but if it's not what you want to hear, I want you to be able to hear my movie review, hear what I'm talking about next week, and then turn it off if you decide you don't like me ranting about it. I will be talking about tournaments and why it's not the only way to play the game. But first, the minis portion, or the movies portion, sorry confuse myself. Let's call this movies and minis. Uh, is Gamer. <laughs> Gamer. God, that was almost an okay movie. But uh, it wasn't. Literally, as I watched it, uh, I started about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes ago, watched it through with my dinner. Uh, it literally got worse as it went on. Started off, the whole premise is that they take uh, convicted felons and they run through these gaming things. You win 30, you live through 30 events and uh, you go free. And the main character is uh, Gerard Butler's uh, Cable, or Tillman as he says his name is. And you meet him up and he's finishing up his 25th mission. You need 30 to go free, which is kind of bullshit. They made it an arbitrarily high number so no one would ever get it. Then he gets close to there. Um, has a little bit about Simon, the uh, guy who's controlling him, but not much. I think you'll find that with a lot of people. This, this movie is a lot of not enough about anyone. And uh, that's the main problem. It's a little scattershot. It could have really done it with a focusing on a handful of characters. Um, it smacks a little bit of a running man plus some sort of high-techy thing. Because it is they put this uh, nanites in your head that replicate your brain cells. And they can control them, but only in certain areas. Um... Spoiler, come spoil a fire fucking movie, because you shouldn't watch it. Uh, the guy in charge of it, Ken Castle, uh, he can control anyone as long as the range of his broadcasters doesn't care. His whole goal is to control everyone. It's a supervillain plot, but this isn't a superhero movie. So, the whole idea is uh, they send Terry Crews in to kill Cable before he uh, gets through his final mission. <laughs> Side note, it's very funny calling this guy Cable after just watching Deadpool 2 Friday, but in any case... Uh, it's in Terry Crews in as some character who's got no strings, he does what he wants, uh, he claims there's no one controlling him, but really he's being controlled by, uh, the main bad guy, Ken Cannon, who doesn't have some plan besides everyone doing what he wants, and I, they really could have flushed him out, he was a very weak villain, uh, he's only revealed later, um, Chard Butler as the main character is okay, but not great, they, um, some of the fight scenes are okay, but they quickly devolve into a lot of jump cuts and not a lot of very uh, good action in a post-John Wick world. Not granted, this came out before John Wick, but I can see why this did not do well in the theaters. Uh, his controller, Simon, is underdeveloped. There could have been a better thing there. Uh, in fact, all they do is at the end, uh, they, they he cuts him loose so that he can control himself to uh, finish, but he ends up just escaping. Because they know someone's gunning for him, he's not going not gonna to let him out there. He has some help on the inside, which ends up getting revealed as part of this underground movement called Humans. Which, uh, 
sort of uh, reminds me a little bit of Johnny Mnemonics uh, and uh, Ice T's crew there, but uh, instead it's uh, Chris Ludacris Bridges who is solid in his performance. In fact, he may be the most solid actor in there, besides maybe uh, John Delancey, who was Q in Next Generation, who has about 12 seconds of screen time, but is fine in 12 seconds. I kind of wanted more of him, but there is no place. He's some sort of media mogul, and Kira Sedgwick's in it as a, a talk show host sort of thing, but uh, she's she could be likable if they did more with her, and that's the problem with every of the characters. They could all be more likable if they did more with them. Uh, sort of the backstory is Ken Cannon came up with this whole thing, the game called Society, where there's a city where people pay to control the people in the city. Like, actual people make them do what they want. And they really lay it on thick, them doing all sorts of despicable, horrible things and being stupid. And they really, like, uh, Gerard Butler's character's wife is in there, and the guy controlling her is, like, fucking just huge, obese, like, the epitome of terrible gamer archetype. It's, it's horrible. Uh, some despicable things in there, really off-putting, and that's sort of the problem. Every time the movie's like, well, this is okay, they do something completely off-putting, you're like, yee, that's not okay. This is just going downhill. Very, God, very fucking weird, very, just, just weird and not good. Uh, the action's not good enough. Um, there are some the early the early action scenes are actually pretty solid, and then it just just goes downhill quickly. Um, never really recovers from that, and every time they add a new element, and it just gets worse and worse. Um, that being said, uh, conceptually, this is some good sci-fi idea of you know, hey, replacing the human mind with uh, controllable nanites that someone control, and you know, the idea of you know, should cons be forced to fight for their freedom? These are all death row inmates, you know, because they have no chance of parole, who volunteer for it. And he goes on and says, you know, this is wrong. They all volunteered for it. And then there's other inmates who have no chance of fighting their way out because they're just, you know, just people uh, who are convicted. And they can try and survive through a battle by just being bystanders who have no control of self. They're sort of wandered pre-programmedly. And if they live, they uh, get free and won. But and won. Uh, I get the idea from where they talk about it. It's never happened. Um, the sort of going thing is they convinced the public this was good because the main bad guy came in and took over the prison systems, instituted this, and has made them not a burden on the American people so that, uh, you know, Americans have, you know, the government has more money to spend on theoretically domestic things, but they never get into it. There's no... There's no, no greater impact in the society that is shown, and that's a problem. Because sort of the idea of sci-fi is to pose these moral quandaries, and this is a good moral quandary, show potential outcomes of them, and instead they go for supervillain plots. So it's, it's unfortunate. This could have been a very interesting uh, movie, but in the hands of the directors of Crank and Crank 2 and shit that I've never watched, that includes Crank and Crank 2, just not my cup of tea, I can sort of tell. It's not good. Um, I would probably actively avoid anything by these directors because they're pure shock value. Um, what I've seen of Crank, I'd rather watch any other Jason Statham. Well, almost any other Jason Statham movie. I had to try to watch Wild Cards. That was never good. But overall, this is a mediocre at best movie. Um, it started at about two shots of crack in. By about halfway through, it was two and a half going towards three, and then it was three going towards four. Um... I'm going to give it four shots of crack, and it's only an hour and a half long, an hour and 36, something like that. So it's not too terribly long, but fuck, it just gets worse and worse. So 
This is a this is a skip. Don't watch it. Four shots of crack. And in fact, I'm gonna have a shot right now of uh, some uh, Dr. McGillicuddy's intense apple pie uh, liqueur to uh, wash the taste out of my mouth. Mm, that's tasty. I need to get more of that. No, really, that was the last bit of it. I need, really need to get more of it because uh, I'm out. So for the rest of the cast, I'll be drinking uh, Loco Nut, the coconut rum. Should I be drinking? And I will be. All right, so there you go. Gamer, I kind of want to see it. Never saw it in the theater. I'm very glad to not pay for this. It was free on Amazon Prime. Best price ever on a movie, free. Except for the Quest, fuck that movie. I got in for free, and it did not get my money's worth. But that's another review for another time. So... Uh, next time on the movies portion of Minis and Movies, uh, we are going to be talking about, uh, what did I decide? Logan Lucky, which has been recommended to me by a friend. People talk very highly of it. So I'm going to give it a shot. It's on Amazon Prime for free, so expect that next time. I'm hoping for good things. Uh, Ron. Mm. Tasty. I'll have more of that. All right, on to the Minis portion of Minis and Movies. Out of order this week as movies and minis. Um, tournaments are not the only way to play the game. So, this came about because there is a movement. Let's just say there's discussion on the uh, A Weird Place Facebook group, which has slowly gotten from its sort of positive upstarts to pretty fucking her- horrible and negative at points. But that's just any time you get a lot of human beings talking behind, between compu- behind computers anyplace. But that's neither here nor there. There's lots of good people on there, too. You get lots of good information. Talking about comp, or as we call it, uh, composition scores for tournaments. Because no game is truly balanced. If you think your game is the most balanced game out there, it may be, but it's still not truly balanced. Games are going to have ups and downs. That's sort of, if you're playing a tournament, that's sort of the... That's sort of the meta. The meta is ups and downs based on what's available. That's okay. The problem is, is when you start thinking that tournaments are the only way to play the game, and you feel you need to artificially make tournaments super fair by introducing composition or some other extra be above and beyond a format. So let's start with that. Having an additional format to play games in is fine. That's no problem at all. Example, uh... War Machine of Hordes has Steamroller, they have uh, Champions, and, you know, what other formats you got? Those are two main formats. Those are fine. Those are formats. There are rules, posted rules by the company themselves. This is how we want it played. Thumbs up. Now, if you want to add a format, that's fine, but you should make a format. You should not call it, sorry, comp, or anything, because that leaves a bad taste in the mouth of us older gamers. To give you some backstory on comp, let me harken back to the days of the early 2000s, uh, when, honestly, miniature games were starting to get big. GW was basically the only kid on the block, and they were growing at a great rate, they were putting out good stuff, and uh, it couldn't continue forever. You know, as more additions come out, and as people get moved into products, or projects, they get, they change the what, you know, what are, what's going on, you know the balance of the game as different people come in charge. And eventually War Machine or War Machine Warhammer 40K fell and Fantasy both fell out of balance, I would say. You know, they never had an aggressive release schedule back then. It was just stuff comes out little by little and the new hotness comes out and it's the new hotness and it's probably the best. You might be with your older stuff because you're more familiar, but 
they'd come in and have a really good chance of beating you. Because there's just more powerful stuff. I mean, if you will, it's the new balance and everything hasn't been been changed to balance that. Um, so in those days, you made comp to sort of push people towards how you wanted to play it. The first comp was like, you know, does your army have a theme, you know, all that sort of thing. I could probably find old comp sheets. Not really interested. But it's like theme, did you spam a unit? Those would all be negatives. And, you know, from a certain point of view, that sounds all great, but as I've grown older and look back on that stuff I was good with, it's it's not okay. Look, tournaments are tournaments. They're supposed to be for prizes. There's no there's no fair in tournaments. The fairness in tournaments is this is the rules that you all have to use. Make your list and play the scenarios or whatever, the, play the format. If the format's busted, the format's busted, but you need to make sure that uh, your planet and the company is where. Like, Steamroller came out because the old uh, the old format for uh, what, Jackhammer or whatever it was, the original War Machine came out, came out, and it was not balanced at all. It was crazy. They were trying, but they didn't have their finger on the pulse. They weren't figuring it out. And then Hacksaw came out with Steamroller, and then that was the heady days of War Machine. But even War Machine's fall prey to this. They're so focused on tournament play, and these handful of formats... And balancing stuff, boom, 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 they forget about the casual game. Long talk with one of the guys at the local store, uh, just back into the hobby. He remembers the heady days of us just having fun. We throw down some models and have a good time. Not about tournaments or any of that shit. Jesus Christ, back in the day, our, our most commonly played 40k scenario was basically four players king of the hill. It was great. We played one or two games that every weekend, then would devolve into some single-player games. So there's four players, uh, maybe like, you know, 1,000, 1,500 points, not full 2,000 or anything. Oh, point creep is a thing, too. And we just had a great time. It was super fun, loved it. That was the great times. And then, you know, tournaments became a little, you know, like, oh, cool, we got a tournament. Excellent. Tournaments were like quarterly things. You're like, oh, we have one here a quarter. Okay, that's cool. And then tournaments became bi-monthly things. Oh, you know, another tournament. Okay. And then they became monthly things, and quickly they took over as the way you played. People didn't build lists for fun anymore, people just built lists for tournaments. And that's not how the games were meant to be played, especially not GW games. Now there are games that, in my opinion, are balanced for tournaments. War Machine is very balanced for tournaments, but at the expense of casual play. Theme lists help you balance tournaments. Theme lists is almost forced composition. They can force you to play to buy things in a certain way so that your lists are quote-unquote balanced as to what they want. You know, if they want your list to have a mix of infantry and jacks, well then they just won't give you points for free models for playing jacks. They'll make you take infantry units you may normally take. And granted, people take it and they'll they'll use it and some people like it. I fucking hate theme lists. They're a great concept, they're a horrible execution. That's not the subject. But they, they are, there's an artificial way of balancing your tournaments. But they are what the company intends. Therefore, I don't bitch about them too much because that's what the company wants. That's their game. They play their game. Now, in the Malifaux guys, they're like, oh, here's this comp. We should have this. It's like, you can only play this master once. You can only play this master once. You need to do this. You need to do that. You can't take this model more than once. And that is bullshit. Who are you? Pointing at you. Who are you to choose what's balanced or not. You're not a game designer. You're a single person with your own flaws, your own ideas of how the game should be played that maybe don't match up with how I think the game should be played or how the person down the street, 
the street thinks the game should be played, or how anyone else thinks the game should be played. That's yours. Those are called house rules, not composition. They're not for tournaments. They're house rules. And house rules are fine. I had a discussion about this. House rules are fine. But they have their place. A tournament is not a place. And yes, oh, format house rules. Sure, if you make it abundantly clear to everyone that these rules are in place beforehand, if you make it clear when the person comes in to come play, these are the, ha the rules we're playing with, you know, abide by these, and you give them a chance to eject from the tournament with a full refund before they start playing in case they just showed up randomly. I've showed up randomly to tournaments and been like, oh, cool, I'll play. Alright, cool, I pay my fee, come in, like, oh, we're using this and this. I'm like, this aren't the rules of the game. Like, well, that's what we're doing. Well, you didn't explain that to me, I'd like a refund. Like, oh, you can't get a refund for tournaments. Like, well, that's bullshit, and fuck you all. Granted, most stores nowadays won't do that, but that's worst case, and you plan for the worst case. You have to be aware that this worst case could happen and be ready for it. So, back to comp. So they have all these ideas of limiting this and that and the other thing, and they don't realize you're taking away their fun. If this guy wants to play tournaments and he brings the hardest shit they can, hell, that's a tournament, dude. That's what it happens. If you want that, you make an interesting format. Or, as uh, my local henchman suggests, you make a different way of doing it. You give a prize for people being fluffy, if you will. People, guys, people playing by an arbitrary set of restrictions. You're basically playing on, if you will, hard mode, which is fine. I like arbitrary restrictions in a tournament. I like my own personal goals in a tournament. That's fun. Uh, nothing required. You're not like you can't take this. You can choose not to take this. Well, I mean, I can choose not to do a lot of things. That actually helps a lot. It's a good, solid way. But it all stems from the problem that everyone thinks tournaments are the way to play. And there are people who are just... My henchman's like that. He says he has a problem. You know, he likes to go for the jugular too much. Hey, that's fair. That's how some people are. Sometimes you got to go for the jugular. Sometimes that's just the way you play. Um, but he also realizes it's not the only way to play. Sometimes, me in particular, I like to take the models I want to take, and the challenge is making them work for the scenario. Neither here nor there. Just sort of an idea. And that's... But that's a playstyle thing. You don't force me to take models. I choose what models to take, and I make them work. Um, you need to, uh, we need to remember that it's not the best way to play. There are uh, tons of games with a lot of other scenarios out there. For example, what the hell is this doing here? Sorry about that. I look up and I see an empty box of <laughs> something that shouldn't be there and should be in the trash. It is now. Anyways, um, there are multiple game systems that have other ways to play. Infinity, we've been playing the Dire Foes. Those are not tournament scenarios by any stretch of imagination. They're not all even, they're not all balanced. They're just fun alternate ways to play, and we've been having a great time with that. 40k used to be the king of that. So many cool, fun scenarios. They're getting there. There are a lot of scenarios that I would not say are balanced for tournament play, but they're good fun to play. Uh, I played last week, I played one. Uh, I would not suggest it for a tournament play ever, because with all the rules the way it works, is you start off with a third of your army, uh, unit number-wise. You split into three groups, one of them comes in randomly, and then you roll reserves and everything else uh, on turn two now, because of the way they changed the rules. But that was cool. It was a cool, fun, alternate way to play. We had a good time. It wouldn't be good for a tournament, because, it, again, that's arbitrarily adding an extra requirement that might change the way you play. And that's sort of the thing about tournaments. Tournaments are supposed to be the baseline. Tournaments are supposed to be the rules. You come in and go, I am playing so-and-so in a tournament. I know what the rules are. If I come into a place with my War Machine, I haven't played War Machine in months. I played one game this year. 
If I go into a store for a War Machine tournament, I know what the rules are because they're printed. That's what they are. I don't have to have my finger on the pulse of the, of the meta or anything. I bring whatever I want by the rules, come in, I know to play. I don't even have to know what that store does. What store is it? Am I in East Bumfuck Egypt? They have a War Machine tournament going on? I know what I can play. And that's the beauty of it. That's sort of the thing. The problem is, when you start adding extra comp rules and all in, it, you, you take that away. You, you ruin it. And I'm not saying tournaments. Again, it's, the whole idea is tournaments aren't the only way to play. But you have to leave them alone. You have to let them be the way they play. And just let them go. And then bring back your casual play. So, you want to challenge. You want to be like, I want to play a different master every week. Or every game in, in uh, say, uh, Malifaux. Do it. Literally, just do it. Nothing stopping you. That's a challenge. You can do it. Arbitrary challenges, I mean, we're gamers, man. That's that's our bread and butter sometimes, arbitrary challenges. You know, Malifaux has four-player scenarios. Multiplayer scenarios. Three or four-player scenarios. Play some. Get three people like, let's play this cool scenario. It's printed. It's right here. We all know what it's going to be. Boom. Go. You know, play weird formats. You know, play your four-player King of the Hill 40k game. It was super fun. But the thing is, we have to be willing for it. Companies are letting us do what we want. I, I, and I don't want to blame anyone. Anyone who thinks I'm blaming you for the way it goes because you're a tournament player, I'm not. The whole focus on tournament playing may have hurt the industry, but it's not your fault as the player. It's the company's fault for not making it clear. It's the group, our fault, for not keeping the focus balanced. We need to have balance in how we play. We need to play tournaments. We need to play casually. We need to play somewhere in between. That old sort of half-casual, half-tournament that I miss from War Machine. Uh, I do miss it a lot. Um, Malifaux and Infinity sort of fill that because they have a very good basic system that can play in any way. But you have to have that balance. Um, that's sort of the problem with something like Age of Sigmar or even 40k to a lesser extent. They don't have that balance. They can play one way they can't play the other. I mean, you have to have ITC rules to play 40k in tournaments, and those rules are not good. They are better than not having any idea. There are rules set. You can at least go, these are the rule sets somebody out there said would be good for tournaments to make them more balanced, work with the terrain that the average store has, and make the game not just one-sided as fuck. Cool. Absolutely cool. It's rule set out there. Again, it is better than nothing. I know that sounds terrible to say, but... I'm not out there making the rules. I'm not a rules designer. I don't have the time for that kind of thing. I have the mind for it. I just don't have the time. So you're out there. You've got to be the one. We've got to be the ones who keep it going, playing casually, playing seriously, playing a little bit of everything. Help the guy. We can help everyone figure out what their niche is, what they want to do, and help them play it that way. We also help them find the right game. If if you're hardcore, like, if it wasn't the fact that he doesn't like the game anymore, my henchman should be playing War Machine because he's a go-with-the-throat kind of guy, and tournaments are the way to play that game now. Full, serious, all steamroller all the time, and go-with-the-throat has always been a great War Machine feature. Like, few games have a go-for-the-throat go mechanic like War Machine. It's, it's something else. It's good if you like that. It's bad if you're not ready for it. But, you know, all things are good and bad. There's no perfect game out there, but... We have to do our part to help spread it out. I know this has all been kind of rambly and ranty. I warned you beforehand. That's why I did the mini movie portion first. Um, but to sum up, 
tournaments are not the only way to play. We need some casual. We need to help the casual begin. Because honestly, games are going to die if you don't have both. You need to have a little competitive to keep those guys who are super serious in it. And you need to have some casual to keep the guys who just want to throw some dice around and have a good time with their buddies. You need to have both. You need to help have both. We all do. We all have responsibility. I know we don't want more responsibility. We're adults now. Back when we were kids, it was easy peasy. We could do what we want. Now we're adults. We have responsibility. And as gamers, we have more responsibility. I'm not saying you have to pick it up all the time. That's why we're a group. We're stronger together than we are by ourselves. Very few amazing things in this world have ever been done by one person by themselves as a team. So as a team, you see someone coming in, they obviously want a casual game. If, you, if you're down, play them casually. Bring your silly stuff. Don't bring your A-game list. Have Everyone should have two lists made if, if it's a single list type of game, like a, like a 40K or a, a War Machine type of dealio where you've got a single list or Infinity. You should have, this is my, I'm playing for serious, someone wants the best game I can give them sort of list, and this is the, someone wants to have play and have fun, where I got the cool models I like to see on the table, want to have fun with, because we all have both those models. If you don't have both those models, well... It's time to acknowledge your weaknesses and make sure you only play that certain type of game. I mean, there are people who I'm like, that guy, that guy should play the serious people. That guy comes in, he's serious, you play him. He's got you. He's going to give you that serious game that you crave. We all have people who are like, ah, that's the fluffy guy just for fun. He's going to give you the fluffy. You, you want a game, you got a new player who wants to learn some stuff, have some fun, you point him at that guy. But we need to know who we are, who they are in our group, and we need to help them get there. We can't all just go around playing. You can't, you can't. And I've seen this too many times. And, um, and if you're listening near one of these guys, I am calling you out. And I apologize. I don't mean any offense. But we all got to get better. And you noob stompers who come in, see a noob, take them, play them, just crush the shit out of them, and don't teach him anything, respectfully fuck you. <laughs> you can't do that. That's that. Those days are over. You can't do that. You've got to teach him. It's okay to beat him. I mean, they're going to... We've got a new new young lady playing Malifaux down at our local store uh, in Third Eye. And she knows she's going to lose games. But she's learning. She's challenging. This this week she challenged me. Come in the scenario. She comes in and she's... Man, she's rolling hard at objectives. And I'm like, holy shit. I, I'm going to have to change what I'm doing to stop her. Because she got one objective super quick. I'm like, she's in danger of taking the other two. I literally had to change what I was doing with my models to stop her. That was good. I was happy. Because that shows she's learning. Granted, she ended up losing her butt off in that game because, you know, at the end of the day, I have a ton more experience in games and in that game. So, that's going to happen, but she, she's learning, she's seeing, she knows what's going on. And you got to do that. You can't just stomp the noobs. you got to teach them. That's, if there's anything, as a miniature game player, that I love more than anything about the War Machine community... And what it brought to me as a gamer in general is the after-action report. Man, that never really was done in any other game. Like your friends would talk, yeah, yeah, cool, haha, you know, you could have done that, could have done that. It's just a little... But War Machine, never before people really brought it. Everyone, everyone I played was like, oh man, you could have done this. I saw you doing this with them. You didn't. This was a great move. That That is great. We all, any game you're playing, you got to give them the after-action report. Like, get some ideas in your mind. Like, dude, if you had done this, I was scared of that. Let them know. It's not... It's hard. Because when you're playing a little competitively, you're trying to keep your tricks and secrets close to the vest. That doesn't work anymore. I feel like it may have way back in the day when the games were more... When there's less games and the communities were more fluid, more... 
open, a lot more people in them in general, and you had people playing different types. You can't keep your close to the vest anymore. This isn't like boxing where you're saving your best punch for that one guy. If tournaments are your main thing, still, you you gotta, I mean, you may not be able to, but you gotta give up some of your attack. You gotta let them know, that was scaring me. If you had done that, scared the shit out of me. That is how you make other people better. You make them better, you get a better game next time you play, then you get better. And if they surpass you, it happens. If they get better than you, be proud! You fucking help that person get better! You can look at that going, mmm, I helped teach that guy what he knows. Doesn't that make you feel good inside? You've helped someone else get better and bring them joy. Fucking hey, that's great! That's like what parents get when their kids get better. But this is us adults helping other adults. Tell me when you're teaching somebody how to play and the first time they get that win and they do that shit that makes you go, holy, that was a good move. You feel good. If you ever get so competitive that you don't feel good about that, man, take a look at yourself. You gotta calm down a little bit. It's toy soldiers. We ain't playing magic for money. We ain't, we're not playing for any sort of giant mega prize. We're playing for fun. Yeah, there are prizes involved sometimes. That's that's a bonus. A bonus. I get it here in my heart. You can't see me when I hit my heart like that. But that's okay. It it makes me feel good. Like the first time I'm teaching them how to play and they pull that move and win. You're like, God damn, boy, that was great. Alright. I think I've ranted enough on that. Final thoughts. Again. Tournament's not the only way to play. There's gotta be some casual. Know what kind of player you are first. So that you know what games... To jump in on in the store. But be ready for both kinds. And if you can't. If for some reason you just can't. Maybe you just can't wrap your hand around casual. Maybe you're the go-through-throat player like uh, like our local henchman. Know that. And make sure the people who are playing the newers are the ones who can do that. Be surprised. Learn how people play. Learn if they can scale it back. Learn if they can teach. We all need to do this. We need to be better as a community. Because we're stronger together. We'll make the games. You can make the games you love great. You make people have fun playing them. You'll get more people just by having fun. Alright. End of the rant. Probably could have made two episodes about that. I could probably make another whole episode right now about that. But uh, I'm not going to go back and watch uh, my next movie, Logan Lucky. For those of you who missed the first part. Uh, if you missed the first part, I'm impressed. You skipped exactly past the movie to take me talk rant about this. Impressive. But anyways. Thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you all for continuing to support us. Uh... If you want to reach me, comments. I don't get any comments. I mean, I just ask just because I'd love to hear some some feedback of what you guys think. But uh, if you're not interested, that's cool too. As long as you just like it, hear me rant, and you keep supporting us, I'm perfectly happy with that. Uh, but you can reach me. I am John Oakland Spencer on Facebook, Twitter at John o. Spencer or John Oakland Spencer at Yahoo.com. I will take the comments any way I can get them. Again, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting more than dice. And uh, until next time, everyone. Ron.